Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Yo, what up? Yo, what up? I am so sad that this book is over. <laughs> Literally same. Literally like, same. So excited to finish it because I just wanted to know, but I'm just like, but now it's done. But I want more, Angela. I, literally, yeah. I wanted so much more that I read all of the author's notes and everything at the back. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh, which is, if you know us, you know that we don't mm-hmm. usually do. That. No, we don't. <laughs> I know. I I can't wait to see what she comes up with next. When she was saying in the author's mm-hmm. notes, I think, or maybe like her thank yous or whatever how she wasn't sure that she'd be able to like write a second book like maybe it was just one book I'm like I hope she can write a third (laughs) I hope she can write another million because like I just want to why isn't there a new one out yet Angela and like I'm ready to read another one (laughs) right and then we were chatting and we were like what if it was Wabin in 10 Mm -hmm. years but then Shauna brought up Washke as well Mm -hmm. so it could be like Washke and Wabin together Oh, yes. And then Donna's little uh, surprise at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. There's just so many layers. So many layers. She left us hanging. So. With what? Well, Perry's plan for like, what is she, is she going to attend a, a healing ceremony? Will mm-hmm. she ever get to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love what did what did Wobbin say? He was like, um, you're on the moon or something. Yes, you're yeah. on the moon. Are you on the moon? Mm-hmm. I just love that. Like little boys should be able to talk about that freely. It's not mm-hmm. a disgusting thing. Like it's Mm-mm. just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because that little boy is gonna grow up and be hella respectful to the woman in his life. He damn right he is. Damn right he is. Of course. And you know what? Of course, Angeline wrote a character like that. You know, Of course she did. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so happy and sad and all the things. I know. Okay. So, babes, just as a heads up, we are interviewing Angeline. Um, I think Literally this tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Oh, well, yeah. No. The day after like, this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So, June 2nd. So, you have to get us our questions, your questions before like noon mm-hmm. on june 2nd mm-hmm. if they come in at like 3 p.m we'll let it slide but i'll put a call out on the ig um but give us all any question you have for angeline all the cues all the cues yes 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 and just a reminder we're meeting we're reading meet me at the lake so i'll mm-hmm. also post about that too yeah oh yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing what's new with you oh my god well i've been dealing with this acid reflux real cool love that for me <laughs> hate it for you being old like 
I love being an adult and like making my own choices and like being able to be in charge of my life. Hate having an older body that gets fucking acid reflux for like it's almost been 24 hours. That's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's just not cool. Like anytime I eat tomatoes, I'm like, wow, I need to eat a bottle of Tums now. Cool, cool. <laughs> I don't know. I had a I had a, a QP with fries. If that if you if you can't eat that, I literally would be devastated for you. I know. I know. However, I was reading Warrior Girl on Earth and it was my chapter to take notes while I was eating. And you can't take notes and eat at the same time, but I really wanted to read. So I'm not even kidding. I think I ate my burger and fries in like less than two minutes. Like I was just like get in there yes yes maybe i did to myself uh perhaps perhaps Um, anyway what are you up to what's you ate pizza last night i'm jelly i had a piece of pizza i had some pizza last night it was good but then i had heartburn so (laughs) my dessert was tums so nice nice sweet treat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. party in your tummy hell yeah oh man are you reading doing oh yeah um i finished the child finder oh yuck huh that creepy dude but he learned from a creepy dude so then are you like is it anyways it's fucked nature versus nurture yeah exactly then i'm like does he, he doesn't know anything different i know this poor man Oh my! Anyways, fucked. Fucked. It's an interesting, really interesting read for sure. But like, trigger warning for sure. That book think, was fucked. I think listening to it via audio would be a different experience as well. Oh, I would. Yes, yes. There was times where I had to like put it. I was like, no, yeah. I can't listen to this this week. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's heavy. It's a heavy one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cool. Well, that's good that it's done. Yeah, but other than that, I haven't. Now I'm scared to start anything new. I'm like, fuck. So I'm not reading anything else. So you should read Blood Sugar. Okay. Okay. That's a safe ish book that was really fucking good. Okay. That's a good one for you. But aren't you still reading? I have some questions for you. Oh, yeah. I'm like at the very end, (gasps) essentially. They're figuring out it might be somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's a good book. I like that book. I just like the format of it. I think I told you that though. Like, yeah, like a podcast, like a true crime, but it wasn't true crime, so you didn't feel guilty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. It was good. It's a good book. You should read it mm-hmm. if you haven't. Yeah. What are you reading? Anything other than just your heartburn, your acid reflux? Sorry. Yeah, it's not heartburn. I don't have any pain. I almost wish I had heartburn over the nausea, nausea the gagging. Yeah. Exactly. And the puking and the literal puking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. So, I finished. Uh-oh. 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 One second. Uh-oh. I, I got a strange disease. Um, no. I don't think I've finished anything. That's weird. But I started reading 
a book called One of Us is Dead, and it's like really good. It's a different vibe than what I usually mm-hmm. read. It's like really wealthy, upper class women who are so catty and absolutely awful and incredibly toxic, and their husbands are the worst, and it's the drama of all of that unfolding. The drama so, of it all. It kind of reminds me of like a grown-up Gossip Girl, which I'm down for of course, I'm she reading is. that she one. Loves yeah. It. yeah, that sounds actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading with my boss too, and we love to like chat about who we think because the title literally says one of us is dead, and there's an investigation happening, and you're like, which one is it going to be? Because it, the it goes back and forth between the like interrogation and then what's happening, you know, like the background. Mm-hmm. So, and I have no idea. I literally cannot guess. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I started. Oh, no, I think I already said it last time. My palate cleanser set boundaries, find peace. Oh, yes, I'm yes. I'm still reading that. I put a dent in yeah. it last night. I was texting you about it. That's all I got. Well, we have one lone new babe this week. A lone wolf. Love a lone mm-hmm. wolf. A lone wolf named Liv. Hello. Liv. Welcome to Liv. the Facebook group. Liv the lone wolf. Hello. Hi. Hi. So... Um, sh- Shauna was Shauna was texting or like messaging on um Instagram about the book and then she was like sorry I'm not putting this in the Facebook group I was like no it's good because technically not everybody would be finished yet and we don't want to ruin this book for anybody because it's so good so I think we'll have to have big discussions on Thursday (laughs) oh my gosh yes 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 I'm excited Trey's excited yes yes me too me too Want to finish up the book? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Holy. Holy. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. Well, I start, start this, this time. And we're finishing off. Obviously, we're finishing up Warrior Girl Unearthed. OMG. OMG. OMG is fucking right. <laughs> Back at it again with the unputdownable reads. <laughs> um, yes. How you do it? Okay. All right. So we're on chapter 30 and it's Friday, August 30th. And it's the penultimate seminar. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yes, that was funny. If you read it, you know. Um, so next week is obviously presentation week. Um, and Perry is thinking that maybe after the heist, her and Eric can try again. Again, again. Again, again. Interesting. <laughs> yes. And then speaking of the heist, Perry starts filling us in on her plan. So before Ger Ger term, prefer Ger term. Um, before go time, the burner phones and assignments will be handed out. The phones are programmed with a group chat and Perry named R for ringleader. And there's to be no other activity on the phones. So then after that, they wait for Gitchi Nudin, which is a big um, as Perry would say, a hella big storm. 
Um, and she is wondering if maybe they could repurpose some of the old road close signs from the last big storm that washed out roads and stuff. She is smart cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, Shauncey is to let Perry know when her uncle is on the way to Lockhart's um, to cut down the tree. Um, and then that call is essentially to stay ready and then she'll get another call when the power is cut and the 60 hour countdown is to start and then that's the end of Shauncey's responsibility um and then she'll let everybody know countdown's on um Pauline then is to find out who's on duty uh Lucas makes sure that the boat is ready and Webb is to make sure that the truck is available still. Um, Stormy will be preparing the temporary housing for the ancestors, and Perry is going to do a practice stakeout with Granny and Minnie. Then, at go time, they'll all be dressed in black, obviously, rendezvous at the silo while Granny and Minnie do the stakeout. Um, Oh, yeah, I I had a thought. Mm -hmm. I had a thought. While I was reading Granny and Minnie, wouldn't it be cool if Angeline did a backstory of Granny and Minnie? Like when When they were in their heyday? A prequel! (laughs) Angeline, Angeline. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh my God. Yes. Together. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Okay. I thought it was like, Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm like freaking out now that you said that. Okay. Um, Perry will let them in. Stormy will smudge. Um, and they will also place um cedar oil on their temples. They will start to move the ancestors, and Stormy will stay with them the whole time in the back of the van um until they get to Stormy's holding, temporary holding. Um, then Perry will dispose of all of the accoutrement, burners, ski masks, etc. Stormy will pray for guidance from the ancestors. And then Granny June and Minnie will join him for the reburial ceremonies. Um, Claire then pulls her aside and says, hate to do this to you, but we need to change your assignment one more time. For the last week, too. <laughs> exactly. Um, obviously, Perry's like, what? One week left? Why? Um, and apparently, we find out that we uh, Perry's being reassigned to the tribal police because Eric was requested back because they, um, at his old job at the casino, um, and that they will need a driver with the CDI license for a project, which I'm like... Red flag, Perry. Come on. <laughs> I didn't see the red flag. What? I didn't see it. I didn't oh, see no. it. Oh, no. Okay. Um. Obviously, Perry, Claire's trying to smooth things over, and Perry is just straight up like, I feel like I'm learning how that I'm disposable, so that's cool. Awesome. Thanks for me. Um. Claire tells her, call it adaptive. And... Perry says, will I get a bonus for that then? Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> get it, girl. Um, you do not then... get what you do not ask mm-hmm. for. That is my catchphrase of life. And True, I love it that is. Perry lives that way. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Claire starts telling her 
about essentially everything after Harry butters her up about her presentation about studying abroad um, and trying to get some info on her stepdaddy's trip. Um, Claire, Claire lets her know about her mom and that apparently she left after an argument that they had about why he wasn't taking her on the trips to Europe like he promised. This is Lockhart. Um, and then she stormed off and said that she was going to go by herself then. And Claire ended up saying something horrible to her and starts crying and wishing that she could take it back. Um, and essentially that was along the lines of couldn't my aunt be my mom instead is essentially what that totally was. Totally inappropriate to talk to yeah. uh, your mm-hmm. a student like that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then this leaves Perry feeling the same way um, she felt after Auntie Donis told her about her story. Ick feelings. Yes, ick feelings is right. Talking about this after it's all done and mm-hmm. you know everything is just like... Blah, blah, blah. You want to yell. Claire. Uh, I just want to yell. Yeah. Fuck you, Fuck Claire. You, Claire. you are the worst she's got to go she has got to go all right so perry has gone fly fishing with the old timers and she is recovering from her gitchy heist plan which has 13 steps and it is a dang good plan we do learn that she thinks 13 is a good number because of the amount of moons and the amount of grandmothers yes there are 13 yeah. grandmothers mm-hmm. which ugh, love that love love she goes over all the steps but like i'm not mm-hmm. we've all read it we all know yeah so she's fishing and the old timers ask her for a story as they usually do um but she really doesn't want to tell them one however she can't act out of the ordinary or that would be suspicious don't so be suspicious she's don't like be suspicious. all right i'll tell you don't be suspicious. So she's like, all right, I'll tell them a story. And because it's a full moon, one of the old timers requests a spooky story. So she's like, all right. So what she does is she tells them a story. I'm summarizing here big time. So it's about a soul-sucking windigoo and the 13 sisters who are tasked to be in charge of saving people. But now, if a man hurts a woman one of the 13 sisters or all of them will bring him out to the hut for this creature, the Windigoo, to touch them and they'll never be the same. So essentially the Windigoo takes, uh, I don't think it takes anything from you, but it like um, Lives amplifies, off your fear. Yeah. yes, and like amplifies the darkest parts of you. So whatever mm-hmm. you've done wrong, whatever, you know, like, it 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 just makes that grow and you are not you you don't feel good about yourself mm-hmm. that was my take on it yes so she tells them the story and it's pretty fucked up and all all of the old timers are like Ugh, and even the ones who are not indigenous are also like Ugh, and she can tell that they're all looking at her like who's this girl however perry can see who's that girl Perry can see storm clouds and she's like, could this be the night it all starts? So 
After dinner, Perry is watching the storm clouds come through on her weather app, and she is hella excited. So she shows Pauline, who shows her a different map. And what Pauline shows her is a lightning app map that shows where it's all going. Okay. At midnight, at midnight, Perry's burner phone rings. She answers, and it's Shauncey tells her he's headed there and i was like (laughs) (laughs) so perry prays for shauncey's cousin to keep him safe and that he cuts the line with no issue she waits for shauncey's second call but it never comes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she wakes up the next morning and there's still no call from shauncey and when she calls her, there's no answer. So first thoughts are like, maybe the burner's fucked. Maybe her uncle couldn't get to it, like, and something happened. And then she thinks, oh, fuck, maybe there's something wrong with the baby, little wash key. And so now she's a bit panicked. Um, And she feels like she can't call her phone phone because then the heist is off, perhaps. Um, So she's just going to have to wait. Then we realize, or then Perry realized that the power is still out. And obviously it was a hella fierce storm. Um, But then the anticipation of the heist is heightening for her. So she takes Lucas's truck. Thank you, creator, she says. Um, There are trees down, but no washed out roads. Um, She heads out to the Lockhart property and realizes that there are no tire marks. So maybe he didn't actually make it. And the further she goes down the road, she does then see that he did, which is heightening Perry's fears and wondering why Shauncey has not called then. She be concerned. Mm -hmm. She do a concern. She do be be concerned. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. as you would say. She do be she do be um at home she's trying to calculate the go time um and she's her best guess would be at 7 p.m on tuesday of course or is it um and wondering if they should wait for dark then that night um she turns on the news and there's um awful news of which is too much in the news like currently as well a shooting of a young black man um and it makes her wonder about her dad's side the firekeeper side thinking back about the times that he's been asked to leave ceremonies in their own community because of the color of his skin um i can't that's so mm-hmm. heartbreaking mm-hmm. yes it is and also this um next little thing that perry has realized that there are no respect for black or brown bodies in this world which is awful awful to come to that realization i would assume that's Mm -hmm. so sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um obviously in this moment she's feeling drawn to the pumpkins and she feels relief when she sees them so they made it through the storm which is good um it's 10 a.m and there's still no word from Shauncey um and she decides to send a text to the group anyways to tell them that 
Tuesday at 10 p.m. is go time. Um, Mom and Pop are not around because they are at a re- uh, repatriation meeting. Um, so Pauline takes her to the mainland to Granny June's where Lucas is to sneaky snag all day. And Perry then takes the Jeep to check on Chauncey. Um, obviously, I love just this little part. Sorry. Um, Perry, Pauline's just like, call before you pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like ew ew ew, ew you're ew, my sister ew. he's pretty much my brother this yes. is weird <laughs> yes she's like ew, ew, ew. hate it um but also blurts out don't don't hurt him and then recovers with wild sex don't hurt him with wild sex mm-hmm. 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 very interesting huh mm-hmm. exactly so on her way to Chauncey's, she sees that Her car is not in the driveway, but her dad is home. He lets her in, though he is very sleepy, and tells her what happens last night. Um, She wasn't home when he got in last night and figured she was out with friends since Washki is with her dad. Um, And Perry then explains to him that she hadn't seen her um, and doesn't let her know that she called her at 9 p.m. last night because she at this point is trying to process what to do with the heist but she Mm -hmm. does ultimately know that obviously Chauncey's safety is more important Mm -hmm. um before he she can say anything um her dad tells her that she texted him at 9 30 an emoji code to bring home veggie pizza Mm. um I would crush a veggie pizza right now. Hell yeah. yeah. Then I would poop everywhere. Oh, you could have it with your nut cheese. No, it's not the same. It's not like, the same. Pizza, pizza, veggie pizza with their creamy garlic dip. Oh, shoo, bitch. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. me, but shit, that's good. Mm. shit literally that's good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay Okay. sorry i feel like i might be talking a lot these chapters because on my chapters for some reason a lot happens very long okay (laughs) um obviously then her dad shauncy's dad starts to feel a bit panicked saying like i should have stayed up i pulled a double though um Chauncey's been really stressed about the baby daddy going ahead with some custody battle and then he's Perry sweet Perry sweet sweet Perry can tell that he is obviously clearly upset and says to him let's go to the police together and alert them to what's going on which is such a Donis thing Uh, yes yes Ah. they're just good humans but when they get to the police station the city police suck dog dick for Gar- fucking free. Garbage. Gar- yes, a fucking men. Garbage. Literally, Fuck. the 24-hour rule does not fucking exist. Mm-hmm. Do not Mm-mm. tell someone to come back in 24 Mm-mm. hours. Do not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Essentially, they told them that. Come back in 24 hours. Young moms want their freedom back. And essentially, when they found that out, they were like, oh, yeah, no, she's just out and doesn't want the baby anymore see ya Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. um essentially calling her like a bad girl (laughs) just because she's gotten pregnant young anyways um and they seriously tell her um to maybe go to the tribal police because they should be looking after their own 
these shitty ship cops have got to go. That's bullshit. And you know what, mm-hmm. though? Like, if Anduin's writing this, I'm betting that it oh, actually it's, happened. It happened. Oh, 100% yeah. it does. It yeah. does. Yeah. Um, Her stomach drops in the realization that Shauncey wouldn't have her smartphone to trace either because of the heist. If that's in what a, she was doing. Mm-hmm, exactly. In a last-ditch effort, Perry tries to warm the police to the fact that she didn't bring her breast pump with her and the fact that she is missing tells them that there's someone to, like, she is, that's a red flag, essentially, for Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And essentially, uh, like you said, they say, call someone who cares. Literally, this is not a good enough reason to go looking for someone. (sighs) Like, what else are you doing? Mm-hmm. exactly exactly <laughs> arguing with me about good and bad people yeah, quote unquote yes. yes yeah yeah um she shows up unannounced at granny june's and tells pauline we got to go neither and Lucas- she hears some ruckus oh fuck that sucks <laughs> exactly <laughs> lucas and pauline are not happy about the snag interruption perry tries not to puke while she's really? waiting for them outside of the door, hearing really? bed creaking and oh. zipper zipping. No! <laughs> and after they exit, um, she tells them Shauncey is missing. And then the three of them rush to search Sugar Island. Two hours later, down a seasonal road, Perry is sure she can see tire tracks through the wildflowers. Perry gets out alone and follows the tracks. She can tell that they're fresh um, and she gets a bad feeling before she even sees it. And that Chauncey's car is now down an embankment and upside down. Oh, I'm getting chills just hearing you mm-hmm. speak about it. Uh, she calls Pauline to call 911, the tribal police um, and uh, sorry, tribal police chief Kuwaitin and Shauncey's dad um while she's waiting perry makes her way down to Shauncey's car but when she looks she's not there but the burner phone is and all that the activity is on there is that Shauncey did try to call perry um and that perry then called her in the morning um and then the moment slows down in perry's like surroundings and she hears Shauncey say, you should make the team, you should make Team Misfit Toys swear a blood oath to go through with the heist no matter what. And then she hears Weber's voice saying, warriors do for their people what others can't. And then she pockets the burner phone as the police arrive. So that would be very sus. Mm-hmm. Super sus. And then mm-hmm. they would figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. That fucking sucks. I hated that. I was like, no, 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 don't want this. Okay, so it is officially week 10 now. It is Monday, August 11th, and Perry's first task for the tribal police is to prepare Chauncey's missing person flyer. Fuck. 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 Yeah. Uh, So she then prints and posters the town with Chauncey's face. Um, I wrote down this quote. 
Each missing and murdered Indigenous woman flyer is a plea to find a real person. Someone who is loved and missed. This time, it's my friend. Just so sad. Like, just so heartbreaking. Um, So she goes to the museum where Miss Manitou tells her that Cooper is gone all week. Perry says she knows and that he's at the repatriation conference in Milwaukee. And her parents are there as well. So she's like, I know. Um, She shows Miss Manitou the flyer. And Miss Manitou says that she knew Chauncey's mom. So she's wondering if she was wrong for taking the seeds now that she's at the museum. It's like all coming back to her. Everything would have been different. Maybe Shanzi wouldn't be missing like because she'd still be at the museum and none of the other stuff would have happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I hate that would have should have could have mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not about Same. that life. No regrets. No regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, she decides her next step. Her next stop rather will be the casino. She wants to stop to see Uncle Bucky, but she does not want to see Eric, not until after the heist and after Shauncey is found. She'll tell him then that she wants to try again, <laughs> which is like what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. She tries to post one at a motel and the front desk guy says no. And I say, what a fucking dick. Um, mm-hmm. Just like, ugh, ugh. She goes thumbs to down. all of the, yeah, thumbs down big time. She goes to all of the hotels and motels in the area and just plasters them, except for Eric's parents. She's like, I'd rather meet his parents under different circumstances, which I respect. Respect. At the casino, she runs into a man that her Aunt Eva used to date. She tells him why she's there, because he's like, oh, are you suddenly of age? Um, And he recognizes Shauncey as Dan Jackson's daughter. He ends up taking a stack of posters and he's like, let's go. And he posters the whole men's bathroom for her while she does the women's. And it's just a very sweet gesture, I think. Like, you're not alone kind of thing. Honestly, their whole, like, their whole community, sense of community is so beautiful. It makes me Mm want to cry every time. Anyways, continue. Sorry. It is. It is. It is. Back at the tribal police station, TJ compliments the great job that Perry did with the posters, and he calls her into his office. She thanks him for letting her finish her last week there, even though she doesn't have the skills that she thinks that he's looking for, like Pauline or Eric. Um, He ends up telling her that she was actually his first choice from the very beginning, which is interesting. And she was like, pardon? And she's like, you just never showed up for your interview. Which I'm guessing is because she didn't know about it because she wasn't going to do the internship, no. right? No, she was, she was on her. Slack. She was prepared for a summer slack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So TJ says to her, "I wrote down the whole quote. It's kind of long, but stay with me because I was like, oh god." He says, "You're Martin clan like me. We protect and provide for our community. You notice things that others don't. You fight for people who can't fight for themselves." If you need to be fierce, you can get there in a heartbeat. But I know you are a gentle soul who wants tranquility. That's why we make the best protectors. It's not about showing force. It's about strategizing, negotiating, and making difficult decisions quickly. It's recognizing that knowing when to fight is more important than knowing you are capable of fighting. And I feel like that was just Perry in a fucking nutshell. Like, just... Mm -hmm. 100%. It was so perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that night, Lucas drives Perry to meet Granny June and Minnie. 
<laughs> I got feelings. But um, while chatting, she realizes that I really love this too. She realizes that they might respond better to her speaking in Ojibwe Moan than English. So she decides she'll save that for the important stuff, though, because they're a little unruly, these two, together. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of you and me, too. <laughs> <laughs> we are, what are the, Thelma and Louise. We're yeah, on yeah, our way. Yeah. Yep. Um. So Minnie keeps insisting that it's called a stake in and not a stake out because they're in the car, which I'm like, hey, she's not wrong. Touche, um, touche. It turns out that their mission is to detour, delay, and divert. So detour. There will be a sign out on the road that says it is inaccessible. Delay. During this, Perry's like, okay, this is your task. What what are you going to do? Like, she's making them think of it, which is very smart instead of telling mm-hmm. them what to do. Minnie says that they can tell them that they need a jump if someone insists on driving down the road. And Granny... And if that happens, Granny needs to send a group text if someone is heading down the road. Granny's like, yes, I can do that. Perfect. Divert. Granny says, we could show them a good time. And I just fucking died. Oh, my God. I did, too. That was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you could, but... I mean, hey. Oh get gosh. yours, Granny. I get it, Granny. So many thinks about this for a second, and she says that she could fake a heart attack. Granny says that's a good one, um, and then this is the this is where I put my side note in because I wrote this down. Quote: This is Perry thinking, and I'm reminded they haven't always been elders. They must have schemed plenty in their time. And I'm like, young Granny Mini Book Angela. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas asks, "What do they do if it's a cop?" Perry says, "They go straight to the fake heart attack." Yikes. Yikes. All right. Perry is having a bad dream, and now Pauline is on the missing flyers, and the shitty man at the motel is saying, you can't hang them here. When she looks at the poster again, it is then Perry's face on the poster, and then it's being tossed into the trash, and she is there with the other missing um, and murdered Indigenous women. And she can feel the weight of all the flyers being tossed in the trash. When she wakes, she's obviously panic, and Elvis is there to soothe her. Oh my god, um, Elvis! <laughs> I know Elvis. Side note: something Shauna said to me, which I was like, "Yes." She said, "Now we know that we can trust Angeline to not kill dogs." <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which don't I support. Do it yes, don't do it. Thank you. Okay, so Elvis Jr. is soothing her, and she checks her phones. Phones plural. There's mm. nothing. No. No information. No updates. And on social, there's still no news on Chauncey. Um, Elvis Jr. needs outside, and he's acting very strange. The scent takes him to the woods, and then the road, and it's essentially dragging Perry along um and while she's waiting for elvis to do his bidness auntie donis comes out and we find out that she is no longer running outside which is awful mm-hmm. um perry is solely focused on Chauncey now um she is tasked to print more flyers and head to saint ignis she stops at the fly uh, sorry stops at the college um 
teepees and trinkets where she sees that there's a large van at the storage units across like beside and surprise surprise it's dr fenton interesting Mm -hmm. um perry apologizes for her outburst and explains why she was feeling so betrayed during that moment um and of course dr fenton being the shitty person that she is thanks her for that apology and tells her that she should get into her field like it's anthropology is hers or something like that Mm -hmm. of course Mm -hmm. and that she'd even write her a recommendation and that her school is great i don't know about that anymore (laughs) she then says that she could even help her catalog this collection that she's picking up Ugh. Mm -hmm. um uh, she's wondering if she she gets that feeling like maybe this is a good mm-hmm. thing like uh, but she, it's like I don't know stay away I'd say mm-hmm. stay away Perry um, well I think one- because she assumed that it would be like a conflict and mm-hmm. to have Dr. Fenton respond kind of positively towards seeing her she yeah. was surprised so she's probably yeah. like oh okay that's kind of nice but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um sh- She's wondering then if she should call off the heist and focus on finding Shauncey. Um, and maybe she could just like talk to Webb and Cooper and request the return that way, come clean. And she'd likely just get probation and a juvenile record. So now she has the urge to talk and tell Eric what she is feeling. Because she's like, it can't um, be that bad. It can't be. So exactly. Yeah. We could just do that together. No big deal. They're like vigilantes together. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, they are. Um, she goes to um the casino and find, tracks Eric down after giving Doc- Uncle Bucky his treat. Um, and she is met with a glance and Eric telling her not to play dumb. Obviously, oh. Harry is like, "What the fuck? Fuck you." um yeah she's like i literally haven't spoken to you in forever like yeah what? i'm trying to keep you safe yeah fuck you <laughs> um then eric tells her that webster switched her assignment and said that i'd be driving for you tonight or he would tell his probation officer not cool weber not cool the true colors are coming out um yeah you and were right he- i'll eat my hat about that one because you were right <laughs> um I'm eating my hat. she's eating it i can see it she's doing it right now um she he is mad that he or sorry eric is fuming about perry telling weber about his probation and perry says that no i haven't told a single person about it you told me not to like not even um, pauline exactly i'm a i'm a girl in my word um and that she's told him to keep you out of it um she's like i gotta go i'm pissed i came to tell you that i was calling off the heist and i was going to co- confess to everything um and it will at least com- uh, call attention to the grave robbing creep lockhart and we'll just be on probation together and then they make out a little bit as you do as you do 
she storms into Weber's office and is like, fuck you, I'm calling off the heist. And then Weber has her where she wants him. Or has her where she yeah, he, whatever. He yeah. he has her uh, has he her where her. he wants her. Yes, there we yep. go. He tells her that that's not smart, and Perry's telling like, "I'll take the blame, no matter what. Like, um, no matter what happens, blah blah blah." Um, and he says, essentially, "What happens when you assume?" I recorded Pauline talking about the heist, and I heard that she really wanted to get into Dartmouth, right? Weber tells her that she needs to do what it takes to ensure the outcome we need. The end is justified by the means. Anybody mm-hmm. who blackmails somebody, mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. That takes yes. a special breed of person to be like, yes. that's the ultimate manipulation, blackmail, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And also he is threatening Eric with charges, like full charges and not just the probation that he's on. And Pauline yep. with her future. And, Pauline and her future, yes. <laughs> that she's so, obviously, so excited about. Yes. So... Obviously, now that he has said that, it's reminded P- Perry about what Cooper was saying and why, he, and she now understands why he went by the book and researched everything before trying to repatriate anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted Perry to understand that the means justifies the ends, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Doing the right thing for the right reason with a good heart and good intentions matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now she's obviously has to do the heist to keep Pauline and Eric safe. Um, and she does, though, tell Eric what Weber did. Um, it's now go time. And I just love Granny June and Minnie. They're in position now. Stormy is there and she feels like she can't look at him or he will definitely know that something is not right. Mm -hmm. Um, And everything needs to go to plan to a T. She lets everybody in. Um, Things are going as planned. Perry is singing in Ojibwe Moen and others join in and they start the repatriation of their ancestors. I cried. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. I have a little. And then when Eric started singing and yes, one ancestor has a pipe with them, the same one from teepees and trinkets. Stormy must hold that one. Um, And the, this is awful too. Um, The baby's remains are cried over not once, but four times. Um, and in the end, Lockhart is left with 42 empty hooks. Um, then as Perry's climbing down, she gets a text from Granny June that just says cop heart attack. And she's like, we got to go. Um, Eric is looking at Pauline with wide eyes and saying, we got a problem stormy has like run into the woods and is like that way i think she's like brb i'm gonna try and find him but when she gets bye like see ya um (laughs) and then there's like stuff well she's in the forest she's trying to do morris code 
Um, and when she gets back, though, the truck is gone. And so is the phone. She tries to chase after the truck and then comes upon a lump in the road that is unmoving. She turns it over and it is Eric. Uh, her love. Her love. No, no, no. There is blood coming from his head, but there is a faint pulse. His burner phone is nowhere to be found, though. Um, She starts singing to him and can hear singing. She knows she needs to go to help um, and knocks on the first front door she finds. They end up helping her, but the guy warns her that he doesn't know how fast police or any rescue can come because the police scanner has been blowing up and the ambulance is on the ferry because somebody has died. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh back with eric she finally sees headlights feels like thank god somebody's coming thank creator somebody's coming um and waves down who she thinks is tj but the windingo grows larger as it approaches and she realizes that she's alone with eric and that her and pauline were supposed to face the Wendigo together. Chills. Mm. Chills. Okay. It is Wednesday, August 13th now. This chapter starts by saying, quote, I thought yesterday was the worst day of my life. Turns out today is even worse, end quote. And I read that and I was like, what could possibly be worse? I'm thinking maybe Eric died. Maybe Stormy died. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened to Lucas and Pauline. Like, I was like, how is this worse? Like, what's going on here? How did this get worse? Yeah. Yeah, How did this get worse? I thought this was like the heist. Like, that's that's the big thing of the book. So what's happening now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Angeline had some more cards up her sleeve because. Oh, God. Yeah. This is kind of all like a fever dream. We don't really find out much in this chapter and it's very tiny. Sorry, you got the really big ones. <laughs> but Harry thinks that the Wendigo got her and that Pauline would have gotten everything right because she's always the top choice. She has a memory of when she was eight and she was in school. She was so desperate for her teacher's recognition, I think. Um, And she overheard a conversation between the two teachers. They ended up calling Pauline the, when, when the one teacher was like, which one is Pauline to differentiate between Pauline and Perry? And the teacher said that Pauline was the smart one. And this just crushed Perry's heart and stayed with her forever. It's like something Mm -hmm. that's always stuck with her. So Perry is having a dream where she's in a hole and it smells really bad. She's in there with other missing indigenous women. Shansi is there and they are chatting. Um, Shansi ends up crying for her baby and Perry cries for her sister leaving Sugar Island one day without her. So it was very confusing. I was confused. Mm-hmm. But I Until- think this dream with warrior girl that perry is having might help and so she's in the hole but warrior girl is not helping her she's keeping her company she feels like shansi is sleeping curled around the pumpkins she's the guard of the gourds um raz 
is a broken bird in like a nest of bones, which is that this is uh, a dream. Yes, this is a dream. Sorry. Um, The hole extends backwards and warrior girl is with her as they walk through. Um, It's not like she's leading her. She's essentially just with her. Um, They walk through a black ash basket display. Elvis Jr. runs ahead. um, And then the next room is the tribal council conference room where Ellen and her partner are in a ribbon vest and Rocky Manitou is hoop dancing. Then the next part is a path that is red and sticky. um, And the person who killed Grant Edwards is just ahead of them. Um, the last room that they enter is the creation story room and the otter who became the medicine bag is there. Um, Cooper is also there. He explains to her that everything is connected, the past, the future. You're supposed to go back to where you started. And if you step on the, off the path, you better keep your eyes open um warrior girl and perry are what they thought would be the lobby but they are not um this room is the meeting room of that first n-a-g-p-r-a meeting um and she's remembering back to when she didn't know who any of these people were and then she's awoken by a scratching noise um she wakes up in a 10 foot tall underground silo shaped thing it's just like a big hole in the ground um with no ladder and no roots to hold on to climb out oh for realsies he knows or shauncy is there so perry has shauncy but perry or shauncy warns her not to go over to the corner because raz is there and she has passed away raz razba oh um shauncy explains to her what happened or shauncy explains to perry what happened to her her car got a flat in the rain there was bright headlights so she couldn't see them then he stunned her essentially zip tied her legs and hands and put her in the hole and essentially the same thing happened to you i found an arrowhead and cut myself free and did the same for you um but he comes at nighttime with a bright flashlight and just watches us and i can't see who it is it's fucking awful hate it no 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 i hate it um so then perry explains to her that the heist went to shit and the sub chief chief is a blackmailing asshole and she just doesn't know if Eric is alive if the ancestors are in the holding spot with stormy or even where stormy is um they go over the facts together um they are familiar or sorry they go over the facts together they've deduced that this person is familiar with sugar island um surprises and subdues his victims um shauncy then like starts fading and falls asleep um or sorry they both start three days right yeah three days yeah three days three or four days yeah um, so they both then fall asleep and she wakes up to Shauncey recording herself on one of the recorders for her baby, essentially. Um, so then Perry thinks, like, let's try to get him, like, catch him on record 
talking and see if we can figure out who he is. Um, and then Perry feels like the whole being in this hole is familiar to her and she knows it's a story that she's heard. Their grandma had a hidey hole where um, when the white man came to get and gather children to steal and bring to the boarding school, she would hide children in there. Um, Perry thinks that this is she's in one of these kind of holes and that she's on Lockhart's land and perhaps beneath one of the collapsed houses. She records her theory and then she hears scratching and it's the best boy Elvis Jr. Oh my god. Fuck yes. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I knew he was gonna have a big role and I'm so glad he didn't die. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I was crying. I started crying again. I cried so much this time, this end of this book. Okay. It's like he had to find his favorite human. Perry assures Elvis that it's safe to jump in. She catches him and she knows In the dark. She catches the dark. She now knows. I know, oh, I know. I can't. Right into her arms. Okay. She now knows that people are looking for her and Chauncey. Um, she then, though, hears car and footsteps approaching. She decides to tie the recording device to Elvis and then yeets him out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Go find somebody. Please give this to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's him. The flashlight shines in the hole. And whoever it is, is at the top. She tries pissing off the guy at the top of the hole. And she then remembers a, she then remembers the thought of collecting and observing things. And then she says to the person at the top of the hole, we aren't yours, Dr. Lirwa. (gasps) Yes. Yes. Obviously, Perry's fucking right because she's oh. fucking amazing. Oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, she's just so good at putting it all together. Mm-hmm. She is. He's the yes, smart one is. too. Mm-hmm. She is. Okay, so then we find out she wants the story. Essentially, we find out from Doctor Lirwa that Raz was born and died on a raspberry moon, which makes her a perfect way to start his collection, Vaughn. <gasps> his intention was to collect one woman for each moon 13 women from different families on sugar island to replace the 13 to be repatriated from my collection next no no that's not Mm -hmm. how you do it no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. her story about yeah 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 no that's a literally a serial serial killer killer. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um he makes a dig at Perry saying the 13 grandmother's story inspired him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck you. Um, we find out that Perry and Chauncey were by chance and just like fell into his path. Perfect, perfect. And that the plan was actually to take Pauline last um, because they say that she is the best that Sugar Island has to offer. Perry disagrees and tells him that she is what the best that Sugar Island has to offer. Um, this you? clearly rattles Leroy. Mm-hmm. And she starts, Perry starts connecting the dots. 
Claire's mom isn't in Europe and that his aunt Karen has been here the whole time and your mother, Claire's aunt, has been protecting you. So he's connected and he's part of the Sugar Island tribe. Um, He then tells her that it was an accident. She fell through the hole and broke her neck. But she was so beautiful that I just decided to come and like watch her. But, but that's wrong. Nope, that's just fucking gross. Mm-hmm. He is happy and delighting in the fact and the thought of in a thousands of years from now, archaeologists will find this burial ground and write papers about it, and I will be the only one who knows the true story. This guy has got to go. Yeah, that's sociopathic. That's not normal. Mm -hmm. No, that's not for research or science. That's Mm -hmm. for you being garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, Perry tries to play to a softer side, maybe telling him that he is Ojibwe and these ancestors are yours, not to own, but to help get home. You should help give Washki her mother back. Um, mm-hmm. and he says that like you're not gonna die in vain, like you're you will be revered. Um, he's not like the monster Grant Edwards. And we find out that after Robin Baugh's dad had stabbed Grant, Lee Lee Leroy, fucking Dr. Leroy, I'm just gonna call him that because he's fucking mm-hmm. pretentious asshole, mm-hmm. went in and pushed the knife in deeper to grant edwards and he was still alive at the time but why though Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that he's just psycho i think i had started writing questions last night by the way Mm, good good good, um that is a remember that question okay um shauncy during this whole time uh, perry has noticed that shauncy's like getting something ready together in like her pocket and then she throws whatever the projectile was at him. I think it was like dirt in the arrowhead. Um, He trips backwards and now the flashlight falls into the hole and he runs away. And Perry starts SOS Morris coding with the flashlight. Dot, 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 dash, 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 baby. Yes. 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 Chauncey, though, is looking very peaceful and won't wake up. Her pulse is shallow and rapid she's starting to get like freak out about this but then she hears elvis jr bark (laughs) and then she sees pop's head yay elvis is like they're over here they're over here here. just follow me it's all good um harry will not leave shauncey behind so tj comes into the hole and brings shauncey out first Pop then throws down a rope for Perry and she just blurts out that it's Hugo Leroy. He's been stealing us. Now we find out just some little like what has happened since Eric is conscious and alive, which is good. Um, But it's strange that Tom Webster was also found unconscious with a head wound in an empty moving truck on the opposite side of the island and no one knows where the ancestors are somebody has taken them right from under their noses lucas and pauline have told tj everything that they knew um and 
that Pauline had saw Stormy take a shadow box with him and leave and no one's seen him since. Minnie Ba had a heart attack. It wasn't fake and she passed away on the ferry. Mm, I cried. Me too. Minnie Ba. I'm so sad. And I cried for Granny June. Because losing mm-hmm. your BFF after all that time would be so hard. I know. Oh. Yes, Granny June was, she cried with her. Yes, Perry did. Oh. Something that I wanted to mention because I thought that it was just so ingenious was how um, Shauncey survived by drinking oh, yes, her I... own breast milk. Yes. Yes. Like, power to the women yes a man can't do that Mm-mm. that's how she'd been keeping yes that was a good and point to bring up yes. how smart that was like mm-hmm. so so smart because she is your a mom. mama is She's a, a teenager right and she was like being ridiculed for being a teenage mom but it literally saved her life <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay here we go it's friday august 15th Mom and Pops won't let Perry leave the hospital, so Pauline, Lucas, and Granny will be doing their final presentation for Misfit Toys. Shauncey will be fine. She's being monitored at the hospital, and Eric is there too. Auntie comes and visits with Wob, and it's the highlight for Perry. They kiss the bacon out of Perry's burger that Donna's brought like it's a worm. So cute. Um, Perry says, cuddling him makes me feel like he's made of sunshine. I just love that. Their relationship is so cute. So Perry is wondering, where is Stormy? Where are the ancestors? Who attacked Eric? Was it the same person who attacked Tom Webster? Will Hugo Leroy admit to killing Grant Edwards? And where is Webb's burner phone? Valid question. All of them. Perry heads to Webb's room. She's, like, mad at him, and she's kind of just wants to be like, fuck you. Um, she says, I hope you get better, Webb, so TJ can nail your ass for what you did. <laughs> Which Hell I just yeah. love. <laughs> yes. And he says to her, you're one of Teddy's twins, right? And she's yanked away by her angry mother. So he's, like, laying it on thick, right? Like, he's just faking it. Who are you? Who are you? Where am I? Where am I? Whose house is this? Okay. So Claire visits and thanks. This is fucked. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. still confused about this. So Claire visits and thanks Perry for finding out the truth about her mother, which is a real legit thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she'd always wondered where she was. And she says that her stepfather will receive insurance for the loss. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm not down with. That's fucked. Like, mm-hmm. consider, like, did he have them insured? Because he wasn't supposed to have them. Like, mm-hmm. what? How does that work? Yeah. yeah. Um, Perry gets another text. Sorry, she got a text from Pauline. I can't remember what it says. But she gets another text from Pauline saying the person who has Webb's burner is the one who assaulted him and took the truck. She says she's going to text the phones. TJ and what the, the officers, are also in the room. A phone starts ringing in the room. 
TJ asks Claire if she's going to answer her phone. Question mark, question mark, question mark. She says she has no idea whose phone it is or how it's in her bag, which Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. like the oldest lie in the book. Let's be Mm -hmm. honest. TJ says Frank Lockhart wants to press charges and he's on his way home from Europe now. Claire says she's outraged and she says, but it was his idea. (gasps) It's all starting to unravel. Turns out. Frank recruited Claire and Webster, said he would split the insurance money with them and keep the money from the sales overseas. So he was essentially just thinking he would make big bucks. Using the interns was Tom's idea. She just needed to come up with a challenge to identify the best people for the heist. Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. So everything that Mm -hmm. they did was calculated. Yeah. I wrote down this quote, the misfit toys were pawns, essentially, is that is that just summarized it perfectly. So Perry remembers when she almost tripped over Claire in the meeting room. She was setting up voice recorders for the blackmail, which I was sus on. I was like, that's weird. Don't mm-hmm. love that. You were, yep. Mm-hmm. So I can be sus, but not about the people, just about their actions. <laughs> just their actions. <laughs> So Perry realizes she might have Webb on her recorder because he's probably denying everything and tells TJ about this. He tells her she's got a job whenever she wants one with him as the tribal police. She instead asks if he will put in a good word for her with Cooper Turtle. My heart. I got a cry eye emoji. I think I was crying. Yes. Okay, and then oh, this got me too. Oh, yes, yeah, same here. Pops is leaving to get Perry a treat, and Mom and Pops say that they will get Perry anything she wants. Her request: Elvis Junior to spend the night with her. She just wants her doggo. She just wants a baby. Oh, that would be I'm my obsessed. request. I'm obsessed with Angeline putting a dog in this book. Thank you. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. Plus, she, you know, she loves her cats. So I know, yeah. I know. She's and gross. Donna's had a cat, and Perry has a dog, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, what you got? We're on the epilogue, and now it is October twenty fifth. So month, some months have passed. Time. Um, Perry is on the ferry in. Her new red mustache. She arrives at a clearing with some other cars in her new new ribbon skirt, and of course her dogs. She tells her auntie Donis that the car is running great, so Minnie had left the car to Donis, who then gave it to Perry, and that Perry has gotten the Mustang up to one sixty. <laughs> she's joshing obviously i wonder Donis. if that's miles per hour too oh yeah it would be yeah one 160 miles per hour i'm doing 100 on the what highway so if you do the speed limit get the fuck out of my way oh my god that's 257 kms that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot um donis is clearly like 
ah, she says like kettle, like a kettle steam coming out mm-hmm. of her ears. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just she just wanted to see her Donna's face. Um, but she was just messing around. It was only one twenty that she got to. I wonder what that is. Let's look that up. One sec. 193. Okay. Okay. Oh. I've never gone that fast. No. Never. She's zooming. <laughs> um, the ceremonial drums start and they're it seems like they're like watching from up further, maybe, mm-hmm. like up a hill or something like that. Ceremonial drums start and Stormy's dad starts the singing, which then everybody joins him in, in song. Um we find out that Lucas has decided to call off the friends with benefits with Pauline because he knew that it would only end in heartbreak and that his friendship with her is more important. Sad. Pops and Eric have started a lovely relationship. He's teaching Eric how to construct the lodge and strike ceremonial fires I know. That's a BD. That is a mm-hmm. BD. Mm-hmm. Oh and Perry, of course, tells Eric never to be worried around the fire because her dad can only say nice things. <laughs> I love um, that. Mm-hmm. Perry is included in the ceremony and she is in her jingle dress. And we find out that she is now seeing a therapist for her trick. Pauline to is tell Pauline. Him. Yes. Pauline, sorry. Pauline is in her jingle dress. She's now seeing a therapist for her trichotillomania um, and has found that tasks with um, hands like um, that busy her hands are helpful. And she's taken up beading and like pipe cleaner like things yeah. as well. Thank the Lloyd. Um, Tom, West, bleh, bleh, Tom Webster has resigned from tribal council. GTFO. Um, Shauncey is cooking for everybody and she, we find out that she feeds wash Keith the pumpkins that perry grew. favorite and it's her favorite yeah it's the and best perry, and perry even gave wash Keith's dad pumpkin seeds so that he could make it oh, I, I can't that's so I kind know. Know. that's so kind um mom and granny june prepare the babies um and we find out obviously that some of the ancestors had their funerary belongings but those who didn't were made replacements by the women of the tribe um frank lockhart flip-flopped again and now is gifting everything back to the tribe to try to make like a good face for himself um, but his detailed notes shows that most of these items or most of these ancestral items were taken after 1990. So Ooh, mm, he done fucked up. Yeah, yeah he did. He, um, mm-hmm. he even tried to make a deal to testify against Claire, his own stepdaughter, and Tom. But it was too late because Tom suddenly remembered everything and made a deal first. Mm. Cooper and Stormy, which question for Angeline, when did Stormy come back into this? Mm-hmm. And where um, did she go? And why did he where, run away? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Do you think where did maybe he come from? I wonder if he had Whoa, like a suspicion, a like he could sus- see that Perry was kind of off and like maybe mm. he he was always sus on web you know and he was like, I got to go. 
you're probably right. You know what? He I probably got the it. vibes because he's very in tune. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still would like to know where he came from and where he go. Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. Okay. Um, Cooper and Stormy are the ones leading the recommitment ceremony, and they've decided what is best for our their tribe is to sing, dance, and feast in this healing ceremony. Um, Cooper, ooh, Perry then observes Cooper giving Stormy the turtle shaker, and Auntie Donis then tells Perry that there's a group of them that finance Cooper's bids, like a secret little group of them. And so hard keeping it from her. <laughs> I know, right? Wobin asks why they can't join. She explains like the moon, whatever. He asks if it's the moon and blah, blah, blah. And she says that she can't get closer because his baby sister is on a different path. Excuse me. We find out that Donis is pregnant with a baby girl named Lily Grace. I cried. I fucking cried. My eyes are welling up. Okay. And then Perry explains to Wobbin that she will not go down to the ceremony, even though she could. Um, because she is waiting on one more ancestor and she needs to prove that she is ours before I can do any of this. That means she needs to go to school and she is going to get warrior girl home no matter what. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Chills. And that's how we end essentially. Mm. 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 Angeline, you did it again. Honestly. So do you think that that was the reburial ceremony for the ancestors that they took from the silo or from the collection air Mm -hmm. quotes that Lockhart had donated? Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm not. Yes. Yes. I have not. I'm not sure. I'm still on the queue. I've got cues. They're multiplying. I got chills. They're multi- and they're losing control. <laughs> All your cues. They're they're electrifying. They're electrifying. You better have A's, Angeline. Ooh, ooh, cause we need we the A's. Need <laughs> and my heart is set on you. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I took a I just took a little couple notes for the author's notes. Okay, I wanted yes. to share. Please do. So it was very beautiful what Angeline had written. Um, I just took a couple little notes. So she did speak on how the outrage that Perry feels is also Angeline's as well, um, which you could very much tell there was a lot of heart in this book, I think. And um, Perry's character was just, it's probably, I wonder if it's like a reflection of how Angeline wishes that she could be. Like, you can't you when you're an adult you really need to be more like cooper and take the road and whatever but Mm -hmm. when you're younger you you can you know anyway she does say that the teeth in the cereal boxes and the bones being written on with sharpie are very real fucking things that have been shared with angeline by indigenous people doing repatriation work Mm -hmm. fuck um 
And she also talks about how she was touching on the women going missing and the missing and murdered Indigenous women and why that was so important as well to cover that topic. She says, quote, I wanted to I wanted to show different examples of how Indigenous bodies are disregarded and devalued even today. Mm -hmm. And I think she did that. Yeah, she did. She did. She did it in a way that was eye-opening and not so like quote-unquote shoved down your throat I guess like yeah it wasn't dry or no like there was a lot of information too like when she was referencing like um what was the end we got Cooper's Jedi reading list or whatever reading for young Padawans yes 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 yes. so it which is full of free resources so yes yes yes. I feel like it could have been um, well, it couldn't have been because Angeline wrote it, but with all, with everything that she was talking about, super heavy topics, really important topics, mm-hmm. and it could have been very dry, but she made it um, digestible, to... like for yes. yeah. for people, like it, it was a fictional story, but the things that these people and characters are going through are real and happening mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and it's important. And- this is a young adult novel at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And I think mm-hmm. that she made this topic more approachable for young adults to consider yes. and learn more about. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Which is all mm-hmm. good things going mm-hmm. forward because, mm-hmm. yeah, it is important. The statistics she was using were awful as well. Like 52% of the people yeah. are like of their ancestors and objects are still in private like collections school collections private collections yeah it does really make you think like I never considered when you go to a museum and you see bones I always kind of thought oh cool like Mm -hmm. science however it does make you consider like no real people like Mm -hmm. someone that someone is related to ancestors wow Unless that person decided, yes, I want to be donated, my body donated to science. Mm -hmm. It makes you really think now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially, especially because the indigenous communities are so connected to the earth and their traditions and their communities and one another. So to take to remove their bones from their resting place is just like outrageous Mm -hmm. you know and that's just done in the name of research like Lirwa was the perfect example of like I think that he kind of depicted that person who's just all research like he's thinking that this will be amazing like what a great discovery these girls are mine like it's it's Mm -hmm. just like oh and I think that actually exists yes and oh, Angeline called like him the perfect representation, like you were saying, of somebody who fetishizes yes. like indigenous women. Yes, yes, yes. Which is like, ugh, yeah. Collect yeah. and observe. Collect and observe. Ugh. Maybe don't. Maybe just no. like go on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuck. All right. Well, would you rate it? Can I give it one million stars out of five? <laughs> Five stars for me. Five stars. Five hundred stars. Five hundred million stars. Five hundred Elvis Juniors. Yes. 
Oh, I, and I love how, like, yes. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, my God, I've got so many questions now. They're all flowing. They're flowing yes. through my head. Okay. Yes, excellent. Um, I guess that's okay. it. I guess that is it. Sadly, can it just go on forever and ever? Amen. <sighs> Angeline, give us your next book. Mm-hmm. Give it to us right now. We'll just read it right now. We can proofread yeah. it for you. Okay, okay. okay. <gasps> oh my God. I'm a really good editor. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yes. Caitlin's the best. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. Well, see you when we talk to Angela because we're going to be talking to her. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.